Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me by ordering the memoir of Brian Grant and his battle with young onset Parkinson's called Rebound. If you know someone with Parkinson's or you know nothing about Parkinson's, you will want to read Brian's story. Order your copy on Amazon or visit your favorite brick and mortar bookstore to grab one. Are you a Kindle reader, audiobook listener? We've got those versions as well. Support Brian's foundation, which supports those afflicted with Parkinson's, and pick up your copy today. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA. And that is here. I'm sure anyone who listens or watches me regularly on any of the aforementioned outlets is waiting for me to eviscerate the Lakers for making the deal that acquired Russell Westbrook from the Washington Wizards for Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, and their first-round pick. And my opinion of how much Westbrook doesn't fit, in a multitude of ways, hasn't changed. But rather than repeat a lot of what I've already said, I'm going to look at how the Lakers still have some options to alter their team that could still make them better than they currently are, as well as where they're really going to suffer for having made this deal, unless they still have something else significant up their sleeve. And they very well may. We'll get into that as well. I'll also explain why, in spite of everything that I know, and I'm sure that they do too, why they made the deal anyway. In any case, even with something up their sleeve, they are going to be hard-pressed not to suffer a setback in an area that was an absolute strength for them last season. And that is on defense. For those who weren't paying attention, the Lakers were really good defensively last year. The best team in the league. And I can only assume Max Kellerman from ESPN, for one, was not paying attention. He apparently believes we're headed to a Nets-Lakers finals showdown because big threes are the secret to getting to the finals, don't you know? Because the Bucks had a big... Oh, wait. No, they didn't. Well, the Lakers in the bubble had a big 
No, no, they didn't. Okay, but at least the Toronto Raptors three years ago had the... Ah, no, they didn't. If anything has been discounted in this era of the game, being played at light speed and stars breaking down everywhere, it's that depth and versatility are the keys to being the last team standing. Being able to function when one of your stars goes down, as the Milwaukee Bucks ably demonstrated, and a number of other teams that were able to go deep into the playoffs. Clippers being another one. Hawks being yet another one. Actually, I should slow my roll on Kellerman. It's not as if he directly said that the Lakers and Nets are going to meet in the finals. He just insinuated it by saying that James A.D. Westbrook is a legit answer to K.D. Harden Kyrie. And in that pure respect, he's right. In much the same way the Brooklyn Nets were a terror during the regular season, something I anticipated and predicted, but weren't able to get anywhere near the finish line because they didn't have the wherewithal to still win in the playoffs with one of their big three missing, the Lakers should be pretty fearsome during the regular season. Westbrook, LeBron, and AD are a lot to prepare for on any given night and present a unique combination of challenges. It's a matter of whether they can all get to the finish line and what they are going to be in the postseason, which, when teams can prepare for an opponent, changes everything. Kellerman also said that the Nets' big three will shoot it better, while the Lakers' big three will defend better. And again, I guess if you're just comparing those two teams, he could be technically correct. But if he's saying the Lakers' big three will be as good defensively as the Nets' big three is in scoring, he could not be more wrong. The Lakers, as I said, were the best defensive team in the league last year, even when LeBron and Anthony Davis were injured. Spearheading that defense were Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Dennis Schroeder. Neither were on one of the NBA's all-defensive teams, although I blame that more on the voters than their performance. They both, if I'm not mistaken, made my all-defense second team. How does the best defense in the league not have a single player recognized as being among its top 10 defenders? I also don't know how Alex Caruso appeared on more ballots, five in all, than either Schroeder or KCP, considering I saw teams literally target Caruso on defense. But that's a mystery to be addressed on another day. To be clear, it's not as if KCP and Schroeder didn't get any votes. They did. Each got a total of four points. I think they were on four ballots, if I'm not mistaken. But not enough considering what they accomplished. And in any event, they're no longer part of this Lakers group. So let's leave it at this. Despite not having their best shot blocker, AD, for half the season, and his shot blocking replacement, Andre Drummond, for 21 games, the Lakers were still the stingiest team in the league thanks to the spearhead of KCP and Schroeder. Kuzma was unreliable on offense, but he deserves credit for doing a decent job at the under other end as well. The Lakers couldn't have been as good as they were defensively if he wasn't. All three of those guys are either gone or expected to be.
I've long been astonished at how bad Westbrook is defensively, especially since he made his mark at UCLA as a defender. I don't know how he developed such bad habits after coming to the NBA, but he has them. He turns his head when he feels a pick coming, which is an instant invitation to the ball handler to veer the other way for a clear path to the basket, and he has no idea how to play angles. His strength, length, and athleticism give him the tools to be an outstanding defender. But it's as if he just doesn't have the attention span for it, or I don't know. He plays so hard, you would think that he would be willing to devote energy to that aspect of the game, and yet he does not. My sense is that as the injuries have piled up, He's also lost some of his lateral agility, making him even more vulnerable. And I see the same issues on offense. He tries to catch a defender leaning and then straight line drive him, as opposed to hitting him with a crossover or change of direction move. He has had, after all, multiple knee surgeries now, and that's what happens when you get older. Which is something else that makes me scratch my head about this acquisition and what was given up. Kyle Kuzma was the second youngest player in the rotation, with only Talon Horton Tucker at 20 younger. And I have to stop for a moment and appreciate Horton Tucker for being 20 and handling being a Laker as maturely as he has. It's a story I actually hope to research and and write soon about all the young players in recent years who were drafted as Lakers, failed to meet the grade, then went elsewhere to a smaller market and actually blossomed. I believe at least some of it has to do with the glitz, glamour, and distractions afforded a young player by being a Laker in La La Land and then having all of that removed and just being able to focus on basketball. But we'll see what my reporting turns up. In any case, Montrez Harrell is 27. Dennis Schroeder is 27. KCP is 27. And Kuz, 25. Schroeder, Kuz, KCP, and Montrez were the Lakers' top four in minutes played this past season. Why? Because they were able to stay the healthiest. The current roster now has LeBron at 36, Marcus Gasol at 36, Wes Matthews at 34, and Markeith uh, Morris at 31. The oldest team in the league with everybody this year just traded away three of its most durable players and is expected to trade a fourth in Schroeder before embarking on the first 82-game schedule in two years. The Lakers, of course, are not done. They still have Schroeder left to deal, and I am assured by various GMs around the league that they will execute a sign-and-trade for him, which promises something in return. I've also been told that there's a market for him. But this is where I'm struggling, because I've looked around the league in search of a logical landing spot, and I can't find one that delivers a lot of pieces that would satisfy all the pieces that have gone out the door. Now, Dennis told me the last year he was in OKC that he wanted to be a starter. He was behind Chris Paul at the time, which is why I wasn't surprised he announced that he was the Lakers starter even before they officially decided that that was going to be the case. 
my understanding is is the the rub between Dennis and the Lakers started there. I fully expect his view has not changed though. So where does he go where he could be the starter? I haven't heard any indication the Philadelphia 76ers who are in the market for an upgrade from Ben Simmons have any interest in Schroeder and a sign and trade for Ben Simmons going to the Lakers is out of the question. I can't imagine a more bogged down offense than Westbrook and Simmons with LeBron. Gives me shivers just thinking about it. So we can run through the teams alphabetically and I'm going to give you a straight up no. And if I do, it's just for expediency because the starting job is not available or Dennis doesn't fit the, the culture. So here we go. Atlanta has Trey. There's your answer. Boston needs a point guard now that Kemba Walker is an OKC. But unless they're willing to move Marcus Smart for him, a guy I would think LeBron would love to play with, I don't see a deal that works for what Schroeder wants to be paid. I'm a Smart fan, but I do know the Celtics aren't as enthralled with him as I am. So let's put him on the spitballing what-the-hell-maybe list. Brooklyn? No. A Kyrie-LeBron reunion ain't happening. I don't think. <laughs> Charlotte has LaMelo. Chicago, I know, is not interested because Billy Donovan had Dennis in OKC. Enough said. Cleveland appears to be content with Darius Garland. Dallas? Whatever turned off the Lakers about Schroeder, new head coach Jason Kidd had a front row seat for as an assistant. Denver. He's got the kind of chippy attitude Mike Malone admires, but unless they've already soured on Aaron Gordon, which is conceivable, and they're willing to move Jamal Murray off the ball, less conceivable, no. Detroit, they just drafted Cade Cunningham. Golden State, no. Rockets, no. Pacers, no. Clippers, can't see the two LA teams making a deal with each other. Grizzlies, no. Heat. Schroeder is the kind of player Riley will take a flyer on, but they'd have to be giving up Goran Dragic, and the Lakers would have to want him. Now, the Heat have a club option of $19 million on Dragic for next season, which is about what I believe Schroeder wants as a starting point, considering he turned down a four-year, $84 million offer from the Lakers earlier in the season. And no, that doesn't mean that the Lakers necessarily had him in their long-term plans even then. It's just that they were hoping to have him on a contract that assured they controlled him as an asset and one that made him attractive to other teams. Back to our list. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, obviously no. Minnesota. D'Angelo Russell is not being dealt back to the Lakers, so no. Pelicans. They want Kyle Lowry, and I'm told they're the leader right now to get him. So, no. Knicks. I've been told no. Thunder. Been there, done that. No. Magic. Seem to be content, if not set, with Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony, and they just drafted Jalen Suggs. So, no. Philly. Already discussed. No. Phoenix, not unless they move on from Chris Paul, and even then I'm not so sure. Trailblazers, no. Kings, 
No. Spurs? No. Raptors? No. Jazz? No. Wizards? Well, they were once rumored to be a sign-and-trade option for Westbrook. So it's possible if the current deal is expanded to include the Sacramento Kings and Buddy Heald, who the Lakers are also interested in, then there is a way in which Schroeder still winds up in D.C. All that leaves us with these potential spots. Boston, Miami, and Washington. With Phoenix if CP3 bounces, possibly. And let's throw in Dallas just in case Kidd didn't share any, everybody's L, or, uh, everybody else's view of Schroeder in L.A. They strike out on Lowry, and they're determined to add a point guard. Bottom line is that it's hard to see Schroeder returning several pieces that could bolster the Lakers' now depleted bench. Although, Heald would certainly give them a better bench scorer than they had on last year's roster. I've already said I think he's a better fit than Westbrook. But, it does make them top-heavy as far as talent. And it goes back to what we said when it comes to depth and versatility being one of the hallmarks of teams that actually win a championship. And let's be clear here. When we're talking about where the Lakers are, everything is through the prism of can they win another title before LeBron shuts it down. That's it. That's where the goal is. Making the playoffs, making a deep playoff run, all well and good. I'm sure we'll entertain Lakers fans and make them happy, but it's not where the bar is set, at least in this conversation of, where the Lakers are and what they're capable of doing. It's all, can LeBron get another title? The question remains, can Westbrook and whatever they get for Schroeder improve them enough offensively that it makes up for what they're losing on defense? Because make no mistake, they're losing a lot defensively that Westbrook is assuredly not going to replace. I am guessing this, though based on LeBron's welcome to Westbrook on Instagram, that he signed off on the deal, if not outright stumped for it. And I understand why he would. He lost faith in Kuz and in KCP, and the Lakers collectively lost faith in Montrez. I'm sure LeBron knows everything I've laid out about the drawbacks that Westbrook presents. But he's also faced him in the finals and countless other times and has spent time with him on the national team and over any number of all-star weekends. He knows who he is getting. And in his mind, the potential is at least greater than what he had. I fully understand that. So, as Westbrook would say, why not? doesn't mean it's going to work. It just means it's worth a shot, at least in LeBron's mind. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United Wecast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We've got a long weekend in front of us, and we will get Team USA versus the Czech Republic and then we will see where they match up in the quarterfinals and what that run looks like. Also need to unpack a little bit more from the NBA draft 
didn't touch it, uh, we will. We'll get into it in terms of what everybody did and did anybody move the needle. All of that in the next episode. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.